Welcome to West Virginia Beer Roads, a podcast all about beer from a West Virginia perspective. I'm Erin McCoy here with my podcast partner, Charles Bakwe. What we're going to be talking about today is among the coolest things about craft beer. And no, it's not about the quality of the beer. No, it's not about some hot new beer style. What it's about is the graphic art on beer can labels. To my eyes, the proliferation of beer can art is certainly one of the sweetest accomplishments of the contemporary craft beer era. On store shelves all across America, you see it. And not to be left out, West Virginia breweries are doing their part to advance the field. The first West Virginia brewery to break through with really distinctive can art was Greenbrier Valley Brewing. Their myths and legends series with images like the Mothman and Devil Ants Hatfield really set a high bar for can design and they're keeping it going today. But we also have a number of other breweries that are now making their mark. And we're seeing locally canned beer pop up all across the state with cool labels. So Aaron, we have two guests today who've been instrumental in getting high level, beautiful, stunning labels on their beer cans. Yes, we do. And I absolutely love this topic. First, we have the label meister at Big Temper Brewing Company in Elkins, West Virginia. And she's responsible for all the lovely cans that we're seeing from them. Amber Kwasniewski, welcome to West Virginia Beer Roads. Thank you, Erin and Charles. Happy to be here. Yeah. Great. Um, can you tell me a little bit about your role at Big Timber? Um, I do a lot of the graphic work, a lot of the design work. Um, my background is in interior design. So um, I've actually done like our tap room design uh, the brewery layouts and drawings. I've obviously got a whole team of people to help consult on that, including my sure. brother and my other business partners. So, um, yeah, so, and then anything and everything that has um, our logo on it, our graphics, um, and of course the beer cans. Great. Uh, so I, I believe you might have a beer there. Can you tell us what it is? do let me crack it open <laughs> oh yeah it's oh, our yeah. Uh, cherry vanilla goza so right. it's one of our small batch um sours kettle sours i have cheers. one of those in my fridge cheers um okay next we've got one of the state's first uh freelance artists to achieve success in getting a super creative graphic art used at a local small brewery now he's busy putting art with an attitude on beer cans in two parts of the state. Brian Pickens, welcome to West Virginia Beer Roads. Hello, thank you for having me. I'm delighted to be here. We're happy to have you. Can you tell us a little bit about your graphic arts business? Um, I, I'm kind of, uh, uh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't even know what to, how, to, how to phrase it. I'm, uh, <laughs> I've worked nine to five as a graphic designer. I also do a lot of freelance design. I also run an apparel company called Made in West Virginia. Um, I also paint murals. <laughs> I don't know. I do. I do a bunch of stuff. Broad. Very yeah, broad. That's a little good. Bit of That's a great. Jack of all trades. Kind of dip my toes and all over the place. Ah, okay. And I, I believe you maybe have a beer with you as well. I do. You'd like I do. to share that with us? I do. I have. I have a delicious beer here. This is actually the brand new release from Chestnut Brew Works. Ah. This is the uh, Chico's two-game win streak. This is uh, the German-style Kolsch. And 
<laughs> it's delicious. I've already had quite a bit, as you can see. In my glass. But. All right, I don't want to be left out either. Uh, <laughs> so I've got this uh, Pawpaw Pride from Weathered Ground, which label art done by a West Virginia illustrator. And uh, Rosalie Hazlett, yeah, that's who, who did that. I, I know we're going to probably talk a little about her later. But um, anyway, I'm going to try this. Wait, wait. It's a, it's a, oh, yeah, well, I'm going to open my beer. That's all. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, Aaron, I, your, your turn. I cheated. I, I, I've opened my beer, but uh, here is what I have. Oh, wow. Mmm. Triple. So, thanks for representing, Erin. <laughs> Absolutely. And one of my favorite labels. So oh, awesome. cheers, everyone. That's awesome. Yep. Cheers, cheers, folks. All right. Let's get over into the business aspects of beer can labels. Uh, Amber, I'm curious why you decided as a brewery or why Big Timber decided as a brewery to put so much energy and emphasis on beer can labels and you know, what was your original thinking on that? Um, well, originally we wanted to can uh, really just to get our product out there. Um, the idea was to make it available everywhere in the state. Um, and a big part of that is getting it into the hands of West Virginians and visitors. So uh, we, toyed around with different uh, packaging containers, but um, we've always been kind of recreation focused and going down to the river and going swimming. Um, so we, we didn't want to put it in glass because of a big part of it is uh, just finding glass on the river and stuff. So we thought cans are much friendlier. Um, backpacking and stuff, it's lighter. So and they are um, good containers for beer at the same time. So uh, we really kind of dove into can design um, or canning for that purpose. And then of course that brings up can design and uh, I'm a trained interior designer and a self-taught graphic uh, designer. So uh, because of my background in design, uh, I got, uh, the opportunity to see what I could do with. And I might throw in here that I under, I think you're also a part owner or co-owner in the brewery. Yes. Yeah. So you're in the family with yes. your brother yes. and, and, and his my, family. Yeah. My brother, my sister-in-law, Ashley. So my brother's Matt Kwasniewski. He's the head brewer and president. My sister-in-law is Ashley Kwasniewski, his wife and taproom manager. And then our other business partner is Sam Mosey and he does our distribution management. Yeah. And it was, fortunate really that within the family you guys had someone with design background and uh, that got you started I know you help me uh, fill me in though that did you do all the first labels for the original cans that came out yes yes so I've done um, <laughs> a lot of them I think we have 21 out in the market right now or oh. throughout the years we've um, had yeah. 20 some cans designed and out on shelves. Uh, and I've done a majority of them, but I really enjoy partnering with local artists, which we've started doing to really kind of push the creativity and um, they're, they've got more talent than I do. So it's 
a lot of fun to see what they can do with a beer can. So. Yeah, I guess before we get into some more specifics about individual projects or cans and artists, mm -hmm. but it's, I'm just curious, it's how you see that progression because your flagship brands, your, your IPA and, and, and uh, what? Uh, Porter. Porter, <laughs> yeah, a couple others. Anyway, there, I have some photos of those, uh, but what I'm just thinking is, those were a little more standard design. And then as you've moved, you know, things have progressed for small batch beers have not had small batch labels. They've had flourishing labels. It just seems like, you know, it's gone from the ones that are in big distribution are more standard, but the ones that are very limited, you've put a lot of energy and probably resources into to fancy labels on beers with small distribution. I guess I'm curious about, how is, is that paying off? I mean, how is that, what's that thinking like? Um, yeah, I mean, we're a community focused brewery. So we've actually had the artists kind of approach us about doing a beer can for us. So it's, it's great. Um, and it really kind of gives them a new medium to work with almost. So like, uh, I, I, I enjoy art that's my hobby kind of on the side. So I, I paint, I dabble in that. So um, going from a canvas or kind of a 2D surface to a, a three-dimensional medium that is shiny, um, metallic, uh, it, it is a new, it's a different opportunity to kind of push your artistic boundaries. And um, with our flagship beers and kind of our core brand beers, we wanted them to be recognizable. So if you see a lineup of those beers, you'll see that they have a similar logo placement, um, usually a couple colors per can. Um, and those are, most of those are printed on the metal. So there are three different uh yeah we'll get into that we... we'll get into that yeah all the different styles of printing <laughs> later but like there are <laughs> several options to how yeah. you make these labels too so with our core brands um those we need to order in much larger quantities so um just financially it makes sense to have them printed versus wrapped um and then when you get into those printed cans um you have a lot more constraints when it comes yeah. to design. So, so what, what I'm hearing you say is that on the large volume cans, the flagship brands that, that are out in wide distribution, those cans, you want them all recognizable that look like a family. Is that kind of what I'm hearing? It look, so they have a consistency right. about their design qualities. Because yeah. if you think about it, when, they're, when you go into a store and you see the beer on the shelves, a lot of times stores organize it by company. Sure. Um, so you'll see our beers lined up typically right next to each other. So to get a nice um, consistent almost look. So when somebody sees one of them, they kind of know it's Big Timber before they even read, get up close and read the label. Uh, so right. the idea was to make it recognizable, shelved, and then um, of course, when we started doing the small batches and started packaging those, yeah. So there's really two, I get a little bit more artistic license. Two different objectives, in a sense, with the two different sides of the of the brewing uh, product. Yeah. Okay. Aaron, go ahead. 
Ryan, um, as a freelance artist, talk a little bit about how you first got started working with Chestnut Brewworks in Morgantown, as in who initiated the idea of doing art, artwork for the brewery. I, I remember exactly how I got started. I remember the day and all. Um, I had a kegerator in my house and I had like been that. getting uh, local beers and um, Bill had just started, uh, Bill uh, Rittenauer from Chestnut had kind of just started delivering beer to restaurants and, and places like that. And I kind of randomly got a hold of him and I was like, hey man, can I get a sixth of, of of some of that sweet, sweet hallock you got up there? <laughs> and uh, and he was like, yeah, of course. And I met him. I met him in the Black Bear Evansdale parking lot, oh, Black where, where awesome. he was dropping off uh, kegs. And uh, I, I I can't remember exactly how this goes. I might have been wearing one of my shirts, and he was like, he I think he might have said like, hey man, nice shirt. And I was like, oh, I make these shirts. And then he was like, oh, you do you do the art? And I was like, yeah, man, uh, I'd love to do some art for you. And I gave him some stickers and we've been BFFs ever since. Well, it's been great. all right, so when did you then first know that you were onto something wonderful? Oh, the second that I tasted his beer, I was like, I gotta, I gotta latch I on mean, to this dude. <laughs> I mean, in, in terms of your graphics art uh, <laughs> business that you have and- um, I don't know. I've been doing it for so long. I mean, I started doing graphic design when I was 15. I, I started at a sign shop in uh, Weston, West Virginia, where I'm from. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I've, but I've always been an artist. I've been drawing, you know, um, I don't know. I guess the first time that, uh, that I felt, at least specifically to these, to these beer label things, um, I don't know. It might've been uh, just hanging out in uh, chestnut one night and people uh, seeing people buy posters of the labels. Oh, nice. And, and yeah. Wasn't, wasn't that sort of Brian, one of the things you started with were those big posters that are still hanging up, I think at the brewery. Town. Oh yeah. The, the, uh, West Virginia breweries posters. Yeah. I was, I was, yeah. But I just mean also for chestnut, you oh, yeah, and they put together those specific, they were like labels, but they were, but they weren't doing a lot of packaged beer at that time. No, they weren't. They weren't. So they weren't can labels. They were uh, graphics, though. That kind of what you tell that like you know, just captured just the a, brand. It's a big old poster of yeah. of, the, of the label that we had. <laughs> yeah, and we'll uh, we'll have uh, probably put one of those pieces of art at least up so people can see that too. Yeah. Sure but, when, sure. but when I saw people buying those, and then you know, Bill, of course, is like, well, that guy did the art. And they're like, oh my God, will you sign it? I was like, oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Like, this might be. <laughs> Very nice. This is kind of cool. All right. And, well, and people just being like, this is my favorite art. And I'm like, oh, cool. Oh, that's awesome. That is awesome. Kind of weird. And now, well, now you're, you're also working with Abolitionist L Works mm -hmm. in Charlestown. Mm -hmm. So, how did that get started? Um, I knew Mike from, he worked for a while at the Morgantown Brewing Company. And uh, just kind of knew him uh, tangentially through that and uh, had hung out with him at several uh, uh, kind of beer festivals. The, the Rails and Ales in Huntington in particular is one that I remember having a really good time with him at. And uh, he just kind of got a hold of me online and was like, hey man, do you want to start throwing some of these together? And, you know, I'm, I'm not going to, 
I like Mike a lot, which is why I was like, okay. And I, and I also approached it as like, well, if I'm going to do labels for abolitionist, I have to do them differently than I do for chestnut. And we'll, we're going to sort of dive into that a bit right. further. Right, right. But I mean, that's just, we're just buds, you know, and he, he just kind of hit me up online and that's kind of how almost all my stuff goes. <laughs> yeah, for cool. for our audience, uh, Mike is the head brewer and also I think a business partner in Abolitionist Brewery. Right. Yeah. Yep. Oh, well, let's talk about some specifics of can designs. I mean, Amber, like we were saying earlier, we've seen a kind of a progression of big timber can art. Um, I mean, the art even on your flagships has evolved Oh, since the beginning, you've, I believe. Found examples if you want to see them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, yeah, I love to see them. You know, but, but could you talk about, you know, that evolution in those design parameters that, that you did? Sure. Um, so first time I'm designing a beer can. Um, it was, you know, you think about it again, like 2D surface going to a three-dimensional surface, going to a metallic surface. Um, so you get a template from the can manufacturer typically, or the company that's providing the either wrapped cans or printed cans. Um, and I, I'll use the IPA as an example, cause I have the proof from oh, the very yes. first IPA can that we did. Very cool. Wow. So yeah, that's awesome. The intent was that this would be a uh, bark. But it looks once like it, bark. Once it was in the 3D form, though, people thought it was camouflage. So it was kind of like, eh, that's what we're going for. Um, well, like mossy oak. Like camouflage. <laughs> yeah, right? Like, like, to like the hunting population. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, but, um, and then it got a little close to, some people were thinking it was an energy drink, like when they first saw it on a shelf. Um, <laughs> So then we decided, well, maybe we should take it a different route. So then, but we didn't want to completely remove ourselves from the cans that were already on shelves because you don't want to kind of lose oh. customers because they can't recognize you. So this was uh, iteration number two. Ah, so, solid. Yeah. Yeah. So this I was where I remember we when that change happened. Yeah. Started yeah. incorporating the bigger kind of color blocks. So then when they are on a shelf, you kind of see that color from a distance and then get closer to it. So we kept some of the bark on the top mm -hmm. um, to, again, tie it back to the first version. And then the third version was this one. So this is where we, a, and yeah. I, I don't think you can even see it. We started putting the wallpaper behind um, and we did the tree line, but the shapes, uh, but because the color green we used, the viscosity of the ink on the metal didn't allow to get the, the outlines very clear. So working with their graphics team, you know, they told me, you know, you got to increase this by like two millimeters. And I mean, so it was back and forth. And then our final or current and fourth version is this one. You can see the, the wallpapered images a little better. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So it is a learning uh, process, process. And yeah. you see what's successful and you see what's not, and then you can change it. 
um, on the next version. So yeah, that's I think kind of what happened. I, I mean, if you're not involved in this graphic arts world, like I'm not, uh, you don't realize how complex and all the little issues mm -hmm. that, that you have to deal with to get a label to look right on a can and to get what you want as it's printed and all that. I, I'm sure there's just so much to it that both of you guys have to deal with. But I want to like flow on over there, uh, Amber, to Big Timber's small batch specialty beer program that's afforded you the opportunity to reach out to other artists in your community. Could you talk a little bit about that? Sure. Um, so when we were doing the small batch and we didn't have to order a tractor trailer load of cans at a time, <laughs> we, my, my business partners said, you know, you could probably have a little more artistic license on these kind of, you know, we know you want to be creative, so have fun. Um, and the first one we did was overcast. I have an example of it here. Yeah. Um, I love that label. So that was fun. And that's Dang. actually a picture of, the view from my family's farm. So it's awesome. like, I mean, I have a story for all these cans, but um, yeah. reach, regarding the, the, the collaborative cans that we've done on some small batches um, with some local artists. So we've worked with Rosalie, who you mentioned early, Char earlier when you were mm -hmm. showing your beer, Charles. Um, Rosalie Hazlett, uh, she uh, approached us actually um, because she was working on, she's a watercolor artist. That's her primary medium, I should say. Right. Um, but right. she was working on a trail map for the 100th anniversary of the Monongahela National Forest. Um, and she was like, I would love to partner <laughs> with you guys because you're in Elkins. That's where the uh, forest, National Forest headquarters are. And um, they want to do, they're, you know, kind of working with her. Um, and unfortunately this year, a lot of the celebrations for that got canceled, but thankfully we have those parks so we can enjoy them. Yeah, but, and so um, I guess, did she, that poster, which you show on your label, she's, that poster was done for the, the park service, right? Yes. In full size, I mean, it's a regular poster, yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, I think the original size, or the final size is like 30 by 24 or something. It was a, a large scale artwork. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, but so she made it much smaller for us. It was, um, so think about it, portrait format. So we had to turn it horizontally on the can. Yeah. Wow. So, <laughs> again, Brilliantly though. <laughs> working with her. So she sent me the final image of the map, the trail map. Um, I put it on the template for the wrap. Um, included the beer description you see here yep. and lo yep. logo and everything. And she like, it's great to collaborate with artists because she was looking at it and I had a different font and she was like, you know, you know, it look really good. She actually made a font out of her handwriting that she uses on the trail map. <laughs> I don't think you can see it on here, she, but if you have talented. one of our cans, so she made a yeah. font and she actually shared the font with me. So I changed over the description using her font. So wow. it actually looks much more cohesive between it, it the map does. and the description. Um, so it was great working with her on that. And then um, the other artist we've worked with is Mike Doig. Yeah, that's um, an interesting story. I have heard that from you and your brother and tell a little bit about that one. So Mike Doig's a good family friend. 
awesome artist. Um, he's the head of the art program at Davis and Elkins College here in town. Um, but he reached out to us or, I mean, we visit with him. If you come to the tap room, you see his paintings hanging up. Um, but we worked with him on a couple cans. Let's see, I've got so the beer berry. Oh, I love then, that one. And then the uh, Mexican lager. Uh, so we yeah. used his art. Presented it a little bit different on both, but um, yeah, and those are regular large format paintings like the donkey and the bear. They weren't at all designed to be anything on a beer label. They were no, just art no. that he did. They're paintings or or whatever. So right? yes, they were part of a series of paintings he did, um, and it was like man, like the bear is hanging up in the back of the tap room right now. Um, <laughs> cool. But when we had it open for festivals and stuff, like it's huge. It's a I think it's five feet by four feet or something. So it's a very large format painting. Um, and he actually had it made into stickers. So he digitized the bear for us. And then um, I should have, I wish I would have printed out my um, kind of different versions, but he sat down with me and I had the background set up and I had the purple, I think up top and the black down below, or it was a different color. And, you know, sitting down with another artist or an artist um, that isn't staring at this all the time, it's great to collaborate with them because he was like, how about if you flip those colors and then it'll be more like the night sky and the contrast between the bear will make it stand out a little bit more. And it was just overall much more successful to have his input on it again mm -hmm. with Rosalie, with Mike. Um, it's it's a lot of fun to have creative, uh, minds kind of working together. seeing what you're working with. Yeah, yeah. you know, us, us beer geeks, we spend a lot of time talking about uh, collaborations in beer making, you know, we're all into that and love it. But what we don't sometimes realize there's a lot of collaborating in that art world, you know, for oh, those sure. people. That's Absolutely. really cool. Yeah. Well, yes. um, hey, Brian, um, will you tell me where did you get your motivation um, for some of your cans. Give us some specific examples, maybe something from Chestnut and something from Abolitionist. Um, yeah, uh, well, okay, I can give two pretty specific examples, I suppose. Just pull up uh, the, the old uh, hat ah, right here. <laughs> yeah. um, it, I mean, this is, it, it kind of tells the story of uh, Chestnut, sort of, when Bill was brewing this beer, the first first off, he lived on this road called Halleck Road that's uh, oh, yeah. a little bit south of Morgantown, and it is one of the twistiest, gnarliest <laughs> roads. <laughs> he lived up on a hill in a, a little brown house, <laughs> and the road is twisty as hell and came down out of the mountains, and that was kind of all it took for that one. I was like, all right, we'll just do a little house up on a hill and and that'll be that. Um, the Hopshin uh, is another is another can. We're about to do the full labels of these two, which I'm really excited about. And that's your best Hopshin. Your best Hopshin, yes. It's an, yeah. another IPA. Your best. Uh, well, it is an IPA, I think. Yeah. Hold that still so we can see it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> your best Hopshin, and it's so nice. it's pretty detailed. I don't know if you can really like. Oh yeah, you can definitely get a lot see of that. Well, we'll throw a, a better still picture up of that label. Yeah, I think I saw one. Yeah. But Bill, Bill, nobody, he's a huge nerd. 
he's a big old nerd. Yeah. And so we made like a kind of wizard barbarian, you know, cave monster thing. <laughs> which which suits him. Yeah, it totally it totally suits him. Um, so it's just it's like on a case by case basis of just like what conversation are we having? How do we feel about the beer? Um, I know that that Halleck label was definitely, I just thought about the fact that he was driving that road like all the freaking time. And I was like, man, got to put this boy in a, in, a, in a little truck with some kegs in it and have him driving down that road. You know, I didn't know that that was his house up there because I oh, yeah. went to that house where he had his little brewery set up. A little, you know? little brown house, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't realize that label encompassed all that. That is so cool. I didn't know that. That's good to that's know. What that is, yeah. Yeah. Well, how about uh, abolitionist? Um, have, uh, <laughs> some some art from them. If not, we have some still art that we can. I don't insert. have any. Yeah, I don't have any of their stuff here, unfortunately. Blue and gold. Okay. Well, uh, the, yeah, the blue and golden delicious. Um, man, did we even talk about that, or did I just do that? That's a cool piece of art. <laughs> sometimes, it is, yeah. some, sometimes Michael just throw an idea at me, and I'm like, oh boy. I don't, I don't know if that's going to work, but then like try to find a way to make it work. I think the blue and golden delicious, the number one thing that he wanted was an apple and blueberries. <laughs> and that was about it. He's like, just All right. as long as there's I like what you did with them. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I made him into a beard and it looked, it looked extreme. The first version was just a beard made out of blueberries. <laughs> It did not look cool. It looked weird. Ah, tri trial and error. Trial yeah. and error. That happens a lot. You. It you does. Know, I'm sure. I'd be like, mm, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> well, that that kind of brings me to my next question, Brian. When you're working with two different West Virginia breweries, sure. how do you keep the look and feel unique for each, yet stay within your design strengths? Hmm. Uh. Hmm. Well, for for. I think. Oh man, I'm like a I don't I'm, I don't know a cool way to phrase this. Wife and mistress is not a cool way. It doesn't need to be cool. We just want facts. <laughs> um, I got I'm I love how I love I love chestnut. They're they're my jam. Bill's my dude. Um, I go nuts on their labels, and he also like lets me do that. He's right. like, here's what we're gonna do you know, this is what we're thinking and I'll go crazy and it'll take me months to get one of those done. If I mean months and months, sometimes the option took like almost a year, but um, I decided for abolitionist, I wanted to have a bit of a more kind of straightforward, just like uh, simplistic cell shaded, like kind of animation style approach to what I was doing with them. And uh, I can I can bang those out pretty quick actually <laughs> because well, of that. Well, distinct. So yeah, I want I want I do not want abolitionists to look like chestnut and right. vice versa. So I'm trying to uh, do uh, abolitionists a little bit more quick and dirty. And chestnut, I I just take an immense amount of time on and get real weird with the little details and stuff. Okay, well. But, I mean. I guess, I guess that's the long and short of it, really. Mm -hmm. Which but, is fine. But, spoiler, I have worked for three West Virginia breweries. 
Oh. I also designed stuff for uh, North End Tavern up in. Uh, we love Roadies Red. Yeah, that Roadies Red, man. I that was right. That that was a long time ago, but yeah, I did several of their beers as well. Well, beyond the fact that it's obviously a paying gig, why would an artist want to see their work on a beer label? Are there benefits beyond the initial paycheck for you guys? Hmm. Amber. Well. Uh, well. <laughs> Amber, Amber works for the brewery. You know, it's different uh, for her. For me, I'm trying to get our, yeah, doing what we can to sell the beer. But um, that's true. I will say, uh, I think, I mean, working with the artists that we've worked with, yeah. um, again, it's getting awareness to other people about their art. So, um, and uh, like yeah. Mike Doig's a huge advocate about, um, just community outreach and, you know, getting out art out in the community and stuff. So um, he was very uh, just kind of, you know, whatever I have that you like, you can use, you know, if you have any questions, if you want me to brainstorm with you, I'm happy to do it. It's, you know, and I, I mean, I just love his work. So it was kind of like, can I please? <laughs> yes. Oh, sure. Yeah. So, um, but a lot of it is, I mean, and people recognize his work too. So uh, people that might not have been customers, but are fans of the artist's work. And recognize it on your can. Yeah. Correct. So, right. Right. So Brian, do you also think it's sort of a billboard for your creative abilities? If people see it on a can, they'll say, who did that can? I want to hire that artist to do my whatever business thing, you know, that I need. Yeah. I think, no, I think first off, I love beer. And I just get, <laughs> I just get a huge kick out of holding. It probably works for beer then. Out, right? You know, out of just like, hey, what's up? <laughs> you know, having my art on a label, I think is... Uh, it, like a dream come true i mean and sure. especially once we started doing like these full you know the full scale boys I, I was just like blown away by how cool that was so for me it's a little bit i mean it's a lot of just personal gratification of like yes i did a beer label with this rules i can go buy it at a place um but yeah secondly yeah the other part comes in where people are like i love this who did this and it's me. So. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's kind of that brings me to like the brewery itself. Um, yeah. So when a brewery has a need for a new label, as far as art goes, how does that process start? Does the brewery say, here's a picture I have in mind and the artist just provides an interpretation of the brewer's idea or does the artist typically get more freedom um, as far as coming up with a complete look and feel of the label? Um, what do you think, Clint? Or tell me how that works or has worked for you. Hmm. Um, I mean, I know how, I know how it works for me. Well, we're, we're, we want to know from both of you, of course. I mean, for, for me, it starts with the name most of the time. And we're just like, what can we do with this name? Um, but you, so you're, you're given the freedom. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's but you're given the name of the beer. I mean, the, the brewer will probably have a name that they've already decided this beer is going to be called this. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I feel like every time I'm hanging out with Bill or Josh or Jeremy, they're just like, hey, man, we're working on this one called this thing. And I'm like, oh, okay, all right. And as soon as I think as soon as you hear that name, you can kind of your your brain kind of starts like germinating and 
All right. And churning and thinking of, of what it could possibly be. Yeah. So they come to you then with a name, but not necessarily a picture in their mind. Like you have the freedom to create what you see from that name. I think sometimes it's a little bit of both. Like I said, Mike from Abolitionist, for, for almost everything we've done together, he has a pretty strong idea to, from the get-go. Okay, so it varies then, which I yeah. would expect. Yeah, and, yeah. A lot of, and a lot of times I'm like, man, how am I going to make this happen? <laughs> it's a pretty weird idea. But, you know, sometimes you draw a big old butt made out of hops, and that's just... that's. Oh, I it. saw that when I liked it. <laughs> yeah, that was nice. All right, well, Amber, um, what is, what's your opinion on that just based on say, your role? And... Our process is a little bit different. Um, yeah. So, uh, let's see. I can give examples. So, for some of the beers, it's Matt, my brother, is like, oh, we're working on you know, this sour, uh, you know, we're tweaking the recipe, but we should have it out and about, you know, you know, beginning of this month and it might be six weeks away. And the lead time on the wrap cans is five weeks. So you're not under the gun or anything. are so you? It's, it's nice to have in-house when you're working on a schedule like that. Um, I loved how Brian said he had, um, uh, he gets like a year to work on some of these because <laughs> that'd be a lovely time for <laughs> But again, I get to go back and tweak things. So, um, but then sometimes it's just the beer style um, or the ingredients that I get. We don't have a name for it yet. I get to help with the naming sometimes. Um, so, yeah, mine's definitely different where I'm aware of what's brewing or kind of the styles we're thinking of putting out and you know sometimes I have I get to contribute to that as well so like um I'll take the awesome. river cruise river cruiser um oh, oh yeah coming out with us yeah <laughs> yes. and that is <laughs> I a, haven't had that beer yet though that's I've a goza flavored with what cucumber and cucumber and, and dragon fruit and dragon yes. what a combination I want to try that one <laughs> <laughs> So for that one, I got the cucumber and dragon fruit. That's what we were gonna make it with. Like they had this the the flavor profile kind of figured out, and then it was kind of we don't have a name for it. So it was thinking like, okay, dragon fruit and cucumber to combine those that images or something it, that would be a little different difficult. But um, dragon fruit, thinking dragonfly. Yeah, the dragonfly is called a river cruiser sometimes, and this was a warm weather release beer. So we we released it last year. I think it was end of summer, um, but then it made me think of like being on the river, and I don't I hide something in every can. Mm. So interesting. The, the thing hidden in the river cruiser can is a little kayaker. So oh cool. Of like cruising down the river in a kayak, kind of. So. Uh, sometimes we have the name, like somebody will come up with a name, whether it's our, one of Matt, Sam, Ashley, or if it's Chris, our brewer, um, or if somebody, you know, sometimes we have names rolling around in our heads. Sometimes we just have the style of beer. Um, so it's, it just depends like our logger Joe. Um, my grandfather's name was Joe, Joseph. Um, and he was a logger. He was a lumberman. 
Nice. Um, so it's actually his profile that's on our can. Oh, that's cool. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, that is so, cool. That's awesome. But it's like, cool, all right, cool. we do Logger Joe. I know I want to use a picture of Jaju somewhere or somehow, and I hid a little B-24 bomber because he was in, he's a World War II vet, so he did uh, B-24 missions, so there's a little story to all the cans, but uh, it'd take all night to tell them. <laughs> so. Hint, look for the hidden images. Yeah, I'm going yeah. to these Easter eggs. I didn't know these yeah, cans had Easter awesome. eggs. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Yeah. So, so how important is it, the buzz factor on a hot beer label? I mean, that's going to create a lot of attention, a lot of uh, social media comments. I mean, I see it all the time. People see a new can come out or a label there just like going, wow, that is so cool. And they want to post it and, you know, put it up on, on, on Facebook and Instagram and everywhere. How important is that to you guys? I mean, and th that kind of buzz that a label creates. Hmm. Amber, do you want me to take this one or do you want to take this one? Go for it, right? <laughs> um, I mean, okay, so obviously, I'm, you want the label to appeal to people. I mean, obviously, you uh, you want it to be, uh, you, you want people to like it because you're, you're, that's your mission for the brewery is to, is to make that appealing. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, any kind of buzz that you can get off a label is, is incredible. And really, anytime you hear any feedback from somebody where they're like, you know, I love that, or if, if they find it appealing, you're like, my, I did my job well, <laughs> and, I, and I am happy about that. Because, um, I mean, that's what gets somebody to pull one off the shelf, right? If it's, mm -hmm. if it's boring and bland, they're going to pass it by. And uh, if it's got a little bit of, uh, you know, pop to it, they're going to, you know, they're going to maybe grab it and check it out. And, um, you know, uh, recognizability is huge. So if you, if you make your labels unique and, 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 and appealing in that, in that way, people aren't going to forget them. They're going to be like, oh, that's the beer with the guy in the, in the Volkswagen yeah. truck in the hill and stuff <laughs> like I, that I, that's delicious. So, I mean, that's the goal is to give some, like give people something to identify with and uh, sure. something that they want to pull off the shelf and that they uh, have a positive feeling about. Mm -hmm. And then they know that there's delicious beer in that can. That's also very important. Well, that helps. But I think I've bought beer, not even knowing whether it would be good or whatever, just because I really love the can. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Totally. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, and that's, uh, if I can add, yes. um, coming from the business side of things and actually having some stake in the brewery, um, a lot of what I was thinking was, you know, when somebody goes to the beer cooler at a retail establishment, what is going to make them gravitate to our beer versus anybody else's and mm -hmm. you know with all the craft beers that are out there now and there are right. you know 20 different IPAs right what's gonna like what's gonna catch their eye that was a big thing with like our three descriptor words that we used to do on or we have mm -hmm. on our core brands is mm -hmm. kind of grab them kind of make it big enough that they can read it from further away and try to grab them with you know the flavor profiles or 
um, and make it very identifiable that this is an IPA. So if somebody goes to the store and they're like, I want an IPA, if you put it in teeny tiny font, that's gonna be hard to like, but if somebody doesn't know, you know, oh my, you know, my friend told me to just pick up some IPA and they see a big IPA right there, hopefully <laughs> they might be reaching for that one. So again, it's um, getting people to enjoy, like, I mean, marketing craft beer and then getting them to pick yours out of the hundreds of options out there. If, sure. especially if they're visiting and they haven't been to West Virginia before, they don't know anything about, mm -hmm. um, the West Virginia craft beer market um, and they go into a store and okay. Cause like when I visit, I, I usually try to local things. Yep. So oh. I just want to be like, okay, here are the West Virginia beers. Okay. Out of all of these, which one do I pick? Or, you know, if I go to a different state, I try to pick something that was made there and see yep. what they have to offer. So. Right. You want to stand out. Um, I'm sure that high level uh, graphic art, service it can be expensive especially for a small brewery and that's why many i think small breweries don't have high level graphic arts at least all of the time so what i'd like to delve into is how much does it cost to take a label from concept to final design if a brewery uses an outside agency to work on this how much like do they have to budget is there a range is there a time involved for design you know there's so many beer or labels that have obviously the legal requirements that are involved, the health warnings, the brewery address, the type size, et cetera, the list goes on. But how does this complicate the design process exactly just all around? If you can give me kind of a summarized answer, I, I'd appreciate that. Yeah. Go ahead, Amber, I'm looking at you. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and then we'll go to Brian. Um, I was gonna say, I can, I can share my salary and uh, <laughs> that's pretty much. <laughs> Right. So doing it in-house is um, a savings. Um, we, so on our collaborative cans with the other artists, sure. Sure. we've done it per piece. And then by however many we sell, they get a percentage. Um, so like Rosalie was um, so many cents a can um, produced and then with Mike it was if we sold all these and his was um, he had had a health concern so he told us to use his images or work with him and he just let us use them but then he right. had a um, some health issues so we took a percentage of the sales from that can and um, gave that to him to help with those costs um, did they have a time constraint as well? He obviously didn't, but, um, earlier with the Monongalia map, was there a certain time constraint that you were working under? Yeah. So we knew we were going to do the Mon IPA release this summer and, um, working with Rosalie, it was, I mean, she was very open with communication. I mean, she had, she knew she was going to draw the map. She was sketching it up and stuff. And she gave me a time frame that, you know, I should have the map finalized by May. So we knew to not brew the beer. And this was one that was wow. kind of like, we brewed the beer based on 
when the label the final artwork so it right wow right we that do things sense. differently yeah. and so but well, we did have the flexibility to coordinate that schedule and then to do the and we did a release party that was uh kind of small because of everything with the covid requirements but she right. came in and she brought some of our artwork and it was kind of a show and sale for her as well. So it worked out really well because it brought the people that she knew to come and see um, her artwork. And then it brought our customers out. Um, and um, so it was hopefully it was beneficial for both. And then she said, you know, we can use the image since we're doing it by piece with her. Um, if we do reorder the cans, um, it's already an established price. So, oh, nice. Yeah. So it, it, it works really nice because if it's a popular beer and we sure. decide to release it again, um, you've already have we have that baseline. And yeah, yeah. I guess so, I would say I would ask Amber that that price you're able to negotiate with someone like a, a West Virginia illustrator, um, uh, Rosalie Hazlett those are not deterrents for you wanting to use a local artist. I mean, they're not so high. Those costs are, 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 are within the affordable range that that beer can, you know, cover. Right. Right. Um, so yeah, we, we see, um, we kind of establish what price we want to sell it to in the market, um, figure out distributor pricing, um, and then we see there is an, there is a cost for packaging and stuff. So we try to roll it into that and our overhead will be, or our overall profit will be less. But again, the more beer we sell, the more we can, you know, share with the artist or, sure. um, sure. so if there, and because their art is great, we'll probably sell more. So hopefully it works. It helps. It benefits everyone. Right. 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 Yeah. Well, Brian, how about your side of, from what you see at, as a, you know, concept to design as the process and the cost and the, the amount of time it takes, how does that work for you? Oh boy. Uh, <laughs> I, I think, um, I have, I have to say that, um, as far as chestnut is concerned, I, I love working with them because Bill gives me carte blanche. He's just like, take your time, you know, we'll, it'll get done eventually. Right. And I work really well. I almost work. I, I always tell people I work about 99% like in my brain and then 1% is just getting it done. Like by the time I design something and I do something, I already know exactly what it's going to look like. Cause I kind of have it already. I can see it. That sounds you can visualize it. Sure. Yeah. That sounds really weird, but I know exactly what it will look like. So, I mean, that can take, that process can take some time, but I think when you get down to kind of the brass tacks of like, what is this going to cost? Or, you know, I just kind of factor, I just factor in my time more or less, like as you know, how much actual work went into this, and uh, I mean, that's, that's pretty much how it all goes, honestly. That's, that's well, does the contract like that for you include, as Amber was talking about earlier, like if future 
cams? Is it all inclusive? It so does they've not. Got I, I, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm kind of like, here it is. It's yours now. I just kind of ah, you, you sell the okay. But I also, feel, but, I mean, to touch on what we were talking about earlier, I also feel that I do benefit from it just being out there. Right. Well, because, sure, absolutely. Yeah, it comes back in these different, mm -hmm. unexpected ways when when you're the guy or you're the girl you know they're like oh you did this and it comes back it well sure really of course. Does. and also i mean when you're working with a, a smaller brewery you know i don't want to try to overcharge i don't i'm there for them like honestly and i think i mean kind of i mean west virginia is not a, a kingpin of the craft beer market yet <laughs> yes but, you know, yes. oh, yeah, we're getting there. <laughs> emphasis on yet because I think we produce some of the best beer ever. Sure. Um, but you know, we're 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 building. We're the, we're laying the foundation right now, and I am just pleased as punch to be a part of that. So, agreed. Agreed. So, so I'm not. Yeah, I'm not trying to get crazy and you know overcharge people. I'm sure. Just to, I'm just trying to be like this is my time and this is what it's worth and. You know, let's make some labels and let's make them look good. Like that. Yeah, and it's it's great to hear the diversity between a contract artist versus a brewery employee, and also obviously a person that has an, a stake of interest in the brewery. Um, having said that, Amber, what are some common options that breweries have for getting a label manufactured or printed, and and how do you decide which to use? So we we've used three different ways of labeling a can. So we've had direct print to the metal of the can. We've had wrapped cans, which is like a thin plastic film. Right. And then we've had uh, sticker labels. So hand applied, uh, right. large stickers that kind of cover the can. So that's like the all together, which yes. was a collaboration on a label as well as a beer. So yes. <laughs> but um and so with each format there are different um challenges or different options to have um kind of creative right uh, uh how do you how do you handle this medium so printed directly on metal you're always going to have this kind of metallic finish mm -hmm. um and the printed cans you can ha only have at least with our manufacturer, six colors, including black and white. So with the UPC. Oh. So, and then I think I mentioned earlier, the viscosity in the inks are sometimes a problem. So some colors aren't achievable. Right. Um, but that is, that's a fun challenge. Does that mean six colors all together? You can only have six on there? All together, you can only have six Wow. And that's so, for du direct printing on the aluminum can. Correct. Which you have to also buy by the truckload or something. I mean, it's not <laughs> exactly. It's, so, and then like when you were talking, wow. When you were talking about cost earlier, um, another thing with that. So they have to run their printers. It's a to proof to get a proof like this where they send you the flat. Um, can that's about $1,250. I think last time we had a can proofed. So if you kind of mess up that design or you don't have it quite right or you put the wrong UPC on it, it's kind of an ex 
expensive process oh, to actually Oh boy, act. yeah, that sure yeah. is. Go back and fix. So, um, but then with the wrapped cans, uh, so I'll use, where did I put my River Cruiser can? So River Cruiser is a wrapped can. I actually cut one off. <laughs> <laughs> so you have the print on the plastic film, and then you have the option of adding a white on the back. I don't know if you can see this. Yeah, oh, yeah, you can, you, can, mm -hmm. no, you can see it. You can print it, have it printed color on clear. So that's that's where the iridescence in the dragonfly comes from versus oh, the solid green. And then you can cool. just have it <laughs> clear. Our heads. Like, yeah. <laughs> you can have it clear with no color, so then this silver of the can comes through. Yeah, that's awesome. So you almost have three layers that you have to think about when you're doing right. a two-dimensional design. Right. Um, but it's awesome too because you have this different medium um, yeah. to experiment with. So you can actually, if you have any of our wrap cans, cut it off and you can see which ones are white printed on the background so they come through as a solid what's metallic so thinking about that while you're doing the can design is um it's a fun challenging. challenge sometimes i'm sure yeah so when brian was talking about you know he has these ideas in his head and he knows exactly what it's gonna or he has an idea of what it's gonna look like in his head transferring that to the beer can medium is a lot of fun there's a lot of options um, that you don't necessarily have in regular two-dimensional, three-dimensional yeah. So it's, um, for people that haven't thought about, if there are artists out there that haven't thought about package design, that is something that like, the more I get into it or the more I think about it, the more exciting it is. And sure. the, the possibilities out there because they can also do the map printed um, films versus right. the glossy so yeah. you have all these wow. kind of fun options and finishes to work with so i mean it sounds almost as complex as like what goes into the beer you know all the ingredients and the processes <laughs> of does. brewing it really it is definitely does. we don't yeah. think about, about that viscosity yeah. here so you know yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well pretty well, when my stuff. business partners are asking me amber when are you gonna become done with this can design I'll, I'll, I'll remind them that there's a lot to think about. Well, yeah, sure. there yeah. is. It, you know, I, I continually, just the other day, I mean, I saw a new beer can uh, label from a Jackie O's brewery. Brian, I think you might know Bryn Parrott. Yeah, she's here in Morgantown. One yeah, of the in Morgantown. Great, great artists, absolutely. Yeah, she's doing those labels for Jackie O's. I mean, her They're work, amazing. which is like kind of transferred from a woodcut design. She, she works primarily design. with woodcuts, yes. Yeah, it's just beautiful what she does. Tell me a little bit about how you know her, you know, like what, what she's been up to, you know? Just, oh uh, man, uh, uh, Deirdre. Dot com. I'm yeah. pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that might be her primary. Yeah, it's Deer Jerk. It is. That's her. Yeah. She just she handle. makes amazing woodcuts and and just sells the woodcut itself. Instead, I mean, she'll she'll bang out some prints every now and then, but yeah, I have one in my living room actually. But I think what she shows is that right here in West Virginia, we have an illustrator designer that's probably making good money on those designs. Cause Jackie O's, when they print those cans, they're doing yeah. large volumes of cans. I mean, she just redesigned the Chomo Lungma 
which is their like brown ale. But that's like one of their big brands that's out at, all over Ohio in stores. This is not like a little specialty release. These are yeah. volume craft beers. And I'm sure it's that brilliant work, man. she's really compensated is. for those designs well, I would think. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And also they have a bunch of, I've been to Jackie O's in Athens and they have a bunch of her work hanging up in there, which is so cool for like the cohesion of the art. It's, it's really awesome. Yeah, that's true. So, you know, Amber, we mentioned earlier the Rosalie Hazlett that you had used with the Monongahela uh, National Forest art and all that, the map that she did that you put on the can. And, you know, she also did that one I showed earlier with the Paw Paw Pride uh, for Weathered Ground. And Weathered Ground's another brewery that's used multiple local artists for their work. They've you know, certainly paid her to do the Paw Paw Pride art, but uh, one of the their kind of signature stuff in a way for some of their biggest selling products, which are the uh, Haggard IPA series, uh, that little monster, cartoonish monster character that's on that label, uh, designed by Andrew Mullins of ABM Art Studios in Pineville, West Virginia. I believe he lives in Pineville, Southern West Virginia guy. But yeah, he's also done other like the scrappy beer labels. They've just put, come out with a new scrappy can uh, this week or last week, whatever, uh, uh, more scrappy than scrappy. He's done those uh, art labels. Again, there are those little monster, cartoonish monster series. I just think all that stuff is it's just exciting to me to see that uh, yeah. collaboration going on. I like those. Um, so brilliantstream.com lists 16 West Virginia breweries that now can their beer and a couple more, of course, doing bottling. These breweries are coming out with new beers all of the time, which would obviously mean that they may have a need for some graphic art design and maybe need some art services for their labels. How would an interested artist get involved in something like that for these breweries? Um, speaking from the brewery side of things, I would reach out to the brewery, um, especially if you're, you know, if your style kind of goes with their image or you want to attempt to do that, um, definitely reach out. Um, and I mean, we're happy to entertain um, any, like, if, if anybody's interested. <laughs> Go ahead and reach out to us. Um, also, I mean, that was the thing. I mean, I didn't think about it till after I went through school and stuff. Um, but I, I think I shared that I'm an interior designer by degree. Uh, right. And I practiced for 13 years in commercial interiors. Um, but I went into interior design because I loved art and being creative, but I wanted to be able to make a living. Of course. Art and not if, like, and okay, if, if nobody ever liked my paintings, I didn't want to depend on that. So something I didn't think about when I was like going through school was package design. Um, and especially with craft breweries, um, a lot of the beverage companies, um, a lot of these, markets where it's and I think Brian could probably speak to this as well because with his t-shirt designs and I mean it's almost limitless but 
when you're an artist in school, like high school maybe, and you love to paint, you're not necessarily thinking, you know, how can this painting become a marketable item um, skill? So yeah. absolutely. You know, they, they, they might actually be thinking about that nowadays. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I, I would have, like, just, I feel like there's a lot more creativity out there or like things that were mass produced are now being produced on a smaller scale. Yep. And with that, um, because like, you know, you'll always have your classic packaged items that they haven't changed in years or they've only been tweaked and they have a, they have a, a, marketing company that works specifically for them but right. there are all these smaller brands and smaller companies that you know the person that started it up might not have a background in graphic design so there's those opportunities out yeah, there. yeah that's i'm thinking that so many of our local breweries they're small but as they grow and they start to produce these specialty and like they're getting into canning they don't have a background in graphics and they have to have some help. Maybe it's somebody in their family helps them, maybe not. But I mean, I think artists should reach out to all these breweries that are canning sure. now because that's a sure. great opportunity. I would think even if it's just a place to break in and get started, you know. We're an introverted bunch. It makes it <laughs> Well, which, which is why it's a good question, you know, because maybe they're wondering. You got to order a keg, you need a guy in a parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got to drink beer. That's for that sure. Right. Drink, drink the product. Yeah. But yeah, I well, mean, there's, a, yeah, with the local arts that are out there also, like if I go to a gallery and I see something I like, or it's maybe not a gallery, it might be, you know, you go to a, a lot of the coffee shops and stuff. We've got Tip Top in town. They always feature local artists or artists and, you know, you catch their name mm -hmm. if, you know, sure. this looks like something you would, like, oh, this would translate great on a can. Like, let's see if that works out, so. Which which makes me think of craft beer fans. Like, how can we support these artists and encourage them? <laughs> just, just do a little digging, really. Brian's like, get a keg, take yeah. it to the parking lot. <laughs> That's my answer to everything, get a keg. <laughs> no, just do, a, just do a little digging. And, you know, sometimes it's as simple as, as their signature will be on the label. And, you know, sometimes it's as simple as looking up the, the brewery's uh, social media or whatever. And a lot of the times, you know, when they're producing labels or they're releasing a beer, they'll be like, and here's who did the art. I think a lot of the times if you just want to support that artist, just you know, follow their social media, get Agreed. like, look out for what they're doing. Um, sure. I mean, my, my whole social media thing, that's exactly how I operate. When I see somebody whose work I like, I'm like, follow. And I get what they, what they're doing. I get to see what they're doing, what they're producing. And honestly, we're, I'm, we're in wild, you know, <laughs> quarantine times right now. I have bought more art and more music <laughs> than I ever have in my life during this quarantine because I'm just seeing people producing stuff and I'm like, I'm going to follow this guy. I'm going to see what they're, what they're making. Um, and uh, I mean, it's, it's easier now than it has ever, ever been. Ever. Oh yeah. Technology is yeah, incredible. You don't see a pain going on the wall and you're like, I wonder who did that. Now yeah. you can just like, be like Google will figure it out for right. you. That's who did it. Right. And, and um, um, sorry. no, go ahead. Go ahead. I was gonna say, with, running out of steam. 
with, with Rosalie's um, map that she did, she she offers several different trail maps um, as prints. Um, so as art prints. Um, so with her design, we actually included like her Instagram right. account oh, on the can. So, marketing. so marketing. if you like if you like the trail map, it's kind of tiny on the can. <laughs> um, but uh, if you like this trail map, and then she does she did one for like Blackwater Falls and Canaan Valley and stuff. So we wanted to make sure if you like that and you wanted it in a larger readable format, you could actually access that. So yeah, um, if you like the look of the can, <laughs> you could have that map on your wall. So and that's um, cool. You included her social media. Yes, yes, yeah, uh, that's easy cool. to find, and then you get to see what other work she has. I mean, it's not just you know specific, especially since that was a, a collaboration where she was developing um, a map that she does trail maps and she was right. working on it and she reached out to us and said, you know, um, I'd love to work with you on this. This is what I'm working on. And she sent examples of her other trail maps and I was like, this would look great. It's, it's right up our alley with like our, our image and kind of um, what, uh, especially with Elkins and being in um, kind of yeah. the, right oh, yeah. on the edge of the Monongahela National yeah. Forest, it made sense to, so um, uh, Brian, you have some other products. We mentioned some of the t-shirts and hats mm -hmm. and things. Uh, yep. Tell a little bit more about that as we get ready to wrap this up. Um, well, I mean, I, I have I have my apparel company, which is uh, made in WV.com. Uh, I got real tired of not having cool West Virginia shirts. So I decided to make some of my own about hey, five that's years the one ago. We deal with it. Well, I, I, I think it, one thing I kind of think is like a, you know, a backwards beer name in a way that came from your bury me in West Virginia. That's I don't have a picture of your shirt, oh, yeah. but that became a beer name for Chestnut Brew Works. Then, yeah, we'll put that up. A bury me in West Virginia. That was a design you've used on what t-shirts and other things, some yep. stickers, obviously. So yeah, now in Chestnut, like that so much, Bill decided he would call a beer, a fruit, fruited beer, berry, B-E-R-R-Y, bury me in West Virginia. I figure if I have one around. Here. Yeah, but that, yeah, <laughs> we have a, we, no, we have that label up now. It's like, it's showing that label, but that, it just, it's fun to see that kind of interaction in and how it goes both ways, that the art inspires the beer, the beer inspires the art. That's a real, it's a, that's a real full, full circle situation, really, because I mean, at this point, we've known each other for so long, and you know, he was like, "Could could I do this?" And I was like, "Yeah, of course you can do this. <laughs> of course, this is not muddling the brand or or like brand confusion or anything." I'm like, "This is this is a we both benefit, baby. We're good." Like, sure, yeah, yeah. I felt I felt great about it, and I think it's I think it's funny and and brilliant. And that beer is a crispy summertime beer. Oh, so good. All my well, river we, trips uh, this summer, I was that's what I was drinking. That buried me all day. Well, so, we love what you guys do. Uh, Brian you. Pickens at MadeInWV.com, Amber Kwasniewski at Big Timber Brewing Company. Uh, we thank you for joining us today on West Virginia Beer Roads. 
Absolutely. Thank you both for joining us. Cheers, you guys. And to everyone listening in, uh, go out and look for some of these West Virginia beers with creative, beautiful labels that are done by our local artists. It'll definitely bring a little extra pleasure to your craft beer experience, no doubt about it.